1: Kane and Bucks. Thanks for your company on Breakfast Monday, the 27th of February. Years flying through, still to come on the McCafe menu. Our official coffee partner is our next guest. He's the former Adelaide coach, and he's been involved in the game for a long, long time. His name is Brenton Sanderson. Sando, thanks for your time. Thanks, Kane. No surprises with Geelong's captaincy announcement.
0: I don't know, Kane. Like I, I, I know, um, like Danger probably was the obvious choice, but I mean, Geelong are just so full of great leaders, and um, I thought it could have been someone like um, like like, like Blitzers, obviously Tommy Stewart, uh, Guthrie. So I think they probably are blessed with quite a few leaders in that squad. But, but yeah, Danger um, is probably the the obvious choice, and you look at his his CVs, pretty much now achieved everything. Um, in the game, and he's probably right in that sweet spot now to sort of take the club forward after arguably one of the greatest captains of all time in Joel Selwood.
2: Hey, ha- happy birthday, Brenton! How many, oh, okay. you know <laughs> thanks, thanks, How many years you know we? Thanks, uh, thanks, Bucks. How many years you know we?
0: This is this is the start of number 49. Yeah, <laughs> so, beautiful. I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah. No, I just That's wanted to fair. declare
2: that up, up front. Hey, um, you you got to see um Paddy Dangerfield when he first came into uh, AFL footy, and obviously he was he was highly touted at that time. What what shifts have you seen in him? Um, more more in his character as a person. Um, yeah, what what where's his development come along in terms of um, you know, coming in as that raw talented footballer to what you see today.
0: Yeah, well, obviously I I actually made him captain back in back in uh, 2013. Um, uh, along with Rory Sloan. we had the, we had the issue back at the Crows where uh, Nathan Van Burley had a ruptured Achilles, and I just saw leadership qualities back in him then. You know, like he, and he's um, he's obviously evolved ten years later to become one of the great players that the game's ever seen. He's just an absolute freak. But I think, and you and you and like both of you would know the same. I think when you're looking at making um, someone a captain at your footy club. Um, you're, you're ensuring that um, that they put the team first, uh, that they lead by example, um, they inspire others. Um, relationship-wise, they have to be across the entire squad, but also, too, the values of that individual must reflect those of the organisation as well. So I think back then, I thought I thought Danger showed all of those um, back as a 22-, 23-year-old, and... We've seen, we've seen some fantastic captains come through the industry at a very young age. Um, but I think, and, you know, both of you would know this, I think sometimes the mistakes that, that these young champions make is that they are so focused on getting the best out of themselves. Mm. It can sometimes be to the detriment um, of their team where they just, they if, if they're playing poorly, um, they probably don't know how to... Um, you know, take themselves away from their own performance to to um, to lead by example um, on on the field, and I think that's probably the biggest change I've seen with Danger now. Watching him play for Geelong is, he he knows that he doesn't have to be at his absolute best personally for the team to play well, um, and I, I think that's where where now we've seen the full growth. I think we've seen him now turn into that. Turn into that perfect leader, and I think he'll do a great job at Geelong.
2: And, and what of uh, Chris Scott and and the leadership of, at Geelong? Um, you spoke. I mean, your, your words there were that, that you made um, Paddy Dangerfield captain back then. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know what the process was, but what what would you suspect that Chris Scott, having worked with him, how how would they have handled this uh, this handover from you know a long term captain and a
0: successful captain in Joel? Yeah, well, Buck, as you know, I mean, like. Different clubs do things differently. Like there's, there's some footy committees, coaches who just will appoint a captain. They just say, you know, this this person is the is is the right fit. Um, other clubs, which I've seen happen really successfully, is they actually put it back to the playing group and they say, you know, who do you want to make captain? And they'll do like a like a almost like a private personal sort of ballot where uh, a player will list who they think should be captain and do like a five, four, three, two, one. And then um, whoever gets the most votes ultimately gets gets made captain. But I guess the challenge with that is sometimes it becomes a popularity contest and the players think, this is who I like the most and I want them to be captain. But sometimes it's not the person you like the most who makes the best captain. It's it's exactly what I said before. It's, it's, it's the player that can put the team first. It's the player that can inspire others. Um, it's the player who has really strong values that almost reflect exactly those of the organisation. So... Um, so sometimes it's not the player you love the most in your team. It's actually the one that's going to be your best captain. So it's probably a blend of the players being involved with who they think, but also to the coach, um, the footy department, sometimes even the board will have to ratify that final decision as well. So it's it's not an easy process, but um, yeah, I think, I think obviously Chris Scott's been around now for a long time. He would have known exactly who he wanted as captain, but also to, he would have lent on those, that sort of current squad to, to sort of get a bit of a feel for if they thought Danger was the right fit as well.
1: Uh, we're talking preseason overreactions here, Sando. You got one for us from what you saw on the weekend?
0: See, I don't know, Kane. Like I, I, I'm really strong on on Carlson this year. But what I what I saw of Melbourne, I thought Melbourne looked really good too. I, I think, um, well, I, I actually had Carlson and Port Adelaide as the two teams that I thought would from outside the eight would come back in and. And have a fantastic season, but um, my overreaction would be I think I think Melbourne are going to be right in the mix again. I just thought that was fantastic, so potentially that's that, that's me, Kane. Maybe maybe the demons to, um, to 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 get back up in that sort of top top two or three this year.
1: That's what we're after. And you you doing some coaching, uh, balling this year.
0: Yes, um, I'm I'm director of sport at Men's Mentone Grammar, which uh, it's, it's a it's a new role which I'm which I'm loving. So I'm sort of in the educational stream now. But yeah, my Saturday afternoons I'll be out at Ballwin um, coaching coaching the Tigers, which is a role that I'm really looking forward to as well.
1: All right. Well, good luck, and you have a good birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Kane. Thanks, Buck. You, <laughs> Brendan Sanderson joining us. You'll hear him on AFL Nation throughout the year. Uh, on the other side of this, we'll check in with Gerald Waitley, who is back with a big guest this morning. His name is Chris Scott. So Gerald will stop by on the other side of this and we'll wrap up proceedings.